me, it's 8.18 p.m. on January 12th, 2023, but for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, a podcast brought to you by RPGera.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I'm your host, Kyle, and with me in my ever-evolving second chair is the only expert I know on English literature, the only person worthy enough to be here. Dave, welcome back <laughs> to The Media Files. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's unwarranted high praise, but I appreciate it. You're the it. only person I know. <laughs> uh, that's not true. I know. I mean, I know a couple people who like you do this for a living literature Eh, yeah yeah and then and then every time i talk about like something fun you're like oh i took a college course on that i got really lucky a college course on like graphic novels unlv's offered some cool stuff like that's a perk not like we're gonna cyberpunk course what in the world african-american literature dystopian fiction a tolkien class that's insane i'll just bring you by my notebook for the tolkien one you'll love it oh dude i would i would like tear through it and that dude like the guy who taught that class yeah it was legit three hours of writing notes like i i'm not no 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 joke hand would come out like cramped and oh yeah i'm sure like but it was all it was all was it a hard class not really not really no hopefully nobody in the you know the english apartment listens right but it it wasn't bad it's 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 intense like there's a lot of information and stuff but i think it was like two tests and like a final paper and a presentation so it's mostly just you go to class and you're talking about the books like good 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 stuff the fun yeah did you actually have to read like tolkien oh yeah yeah read a hobbit lord of the rings all three of them and a bunch of stuff that influenced tolkien before he wrote sure and on later iterations of the class he's taught the Silmarillion a few times too yeah I've read I didn't have that time I've read that a few times oh yeah you have yeah Yeah. Uh, Lindsay's nephew his middle name is Tolkin wow that's they were gonna do his first name Tolkien and I was like kind of a weird name but also so dope and I'm like into it but then they didn't they put it to his middle name but yeah his middle name's Tolkien well we've talked before Uh, my my second daughter her middle name Aon 100% from that which I didn't know until one day somebody said it out loud and I was like holy smokes like crap in my pants like oh my gosh (laughs) unbelievable it was right when the two towers came out or something too so it was like perfectly timely and i didn't have like no that's not true one of my kids is named after a movie oh yeah yeah my middle child is named after a movie but i mean it is my favorite movie it's not tolkien though i told you would have had another boy lisa signed off on this would have been peter parker first in the first no kidding yeah she signed off on it 100 holy smoke that was a done deal we talked about like if we ever had twins doing like Clark and Kara or something oh, like that or cool. I mean something yeah. in, in the vein of that but we never yeah. maybe like a Pietro and Wanda type situation that would have been <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be a great. Pietro little oh yeah we, there actually was a name we actually really liked the name Marco and I was like we are way too white to be having a child named Marco <laughs> like we couldn't yeah, I, can I wonder if you have to like dye his hair white for like his entire life though it's so cool <laughs> which is in up. right now too it really it is it is everybody asked me I've, people mm-hmm. that don't know like that listen to this and don't know what I look like or or like haven't looked at me close enough. I have like a big white spot on the side of my head and people ask me if I've ever like dyed that and the answer is that's natural yeah. and it happened after my first son was born. It like it's like the size of a dime, yeah. a quarter maybe, and then it stopped. And nothing is nothing's ever changed. I'm not like peppered gray. It's just a white spot. I always said it's very I told you before, give you very uh Doctor Strange aesthetic. I love it. See, I I was going it. for the Reed Richards. Richards. Yeah. It, it both, both. Except right, I never both. got it on the other side, which was the <laughs> which is the big issue. This week on the Media Files, we are talking about white noise.
White Noise is the newest film by director Noah Baumbach, based on the novel of the same name by Don DeLillo. White Noise is the story of Jack Gladney and his fourth wife, Babette, as they face existential crises of death and gloom amidst an ever more absurd reality of toxic airborne events and mysterious mind-altering drugs. White Noise stars Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig, and was released in limited theaters in the United States on November 25th, 2022, before a wide release on Netflix on December 30th, 2022. I was telling you before we started that I, I always write that blurb yeah. for a movie uh, just to give us a quick summary. And this, I think, was the hardest blurb I've ever had to write for a movie because that barely scratches the surface of what this movie is or is about or talk. I, I, I don't need I was talking to Lindsay and I was like, I don't know how to write the summary for this movie because what's what? How do you summarize? this movie right this is so absurd it's an abs it's an absurd film and it's supposed to be it's absurdist yeah, right yeah. an absurdist comedy drama whatever it's it's so dense i mean every once in a while you'll get a, a movie or a book where you know it defies a back of the book blurb right you're supposed to tell your friends what is this movie about like ah it's about this stuff but it's about this stuff but it's about this but all this is kind of superficial because it's really kind of dense and meaningful but it's really about all this other stuff and it's yeah but you touched on kind of I, those three main parts yeah yeah there's people in existential crises there's a toxic event there's drugs and i i have you've read catch 22 i'm sure joseph heller you haven't oh, so ashamed right now oh no you know okay okay i i think i'm the only person that doesn't really love this book by the way catch 22 there's been uh one of my kids read it for one of her college for one of her high school classes that i felt horrible because like i should be talking about this and i haven't but we've had a uh, I've been in classes where other students have presented on it, so I, I know the, the gist of it and stuff. Another book that's really hard to get a yes, gist of because yes. it's absurdist. It's, yes. a, it's a very absurd book. That's kind of how I, I feel like Catch-22 would always be very hard to translate to screen. Yeah. And now I've never read the book White Noise, which you've got sitting next to you, you brought with you, but you have. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like if I read this book, I'd be like, there's no way they could possibly make a movie of this, of this book. Isn't that, I imagine you've read over some of the online chatter about the movie and stuff. Yeah. I think I, I try not to get too much into that just because I wanted to talk about it of first course, and yeah, I don't want to spoil what I was going to think, you know, by reading that but I, I saw a couple of headlines that said you know the uh white noise is still the unfilmable book and you know in my my uneducated opinion here i thought they did a pretty solid job did they? I mean, any adaptation of any book's going to leave stuff out but the meat and potatoes of what they uh, what the what the book expresses and especially some of the more symbolic meanings behind some of the the stuff like i i thought they did what they needed to the perk is though it's been a couple of years since i've read right. the book at distance always helps you know if you, you reread harry potter well, sure, right before sure. you go see the harry potter movie you're just nitpicking differences because right. my wife would do that sometimes uh -huh. and she'd be angry at the movie and stuff and I always try to have some distance there. Now, how'd you like the movie? Overall thoughts on this movie. <clears throat> how did you come out of it? And you've watched it twice now, almost, <laughs> I, right? Yeah, yeah, because I, uh, I had to because I dozed off, but that was just my picking up. Okay. Not because the movie is bad. I picked a poor time no, day to watch I, Well, it. no, I did the same thing. I, I watched through it with Lindsay, mm -hmm. fell asleep for the last 45 minutes or so, and then went back and, and watched it all again. So between the two of us on our first watching, we've we watched got the it, whole movie We've watched once. With this movie six times total, yeah. just not all at <laughs> once yeah i i liked it uh the absurdist stuff is it's great you know it was you, your words you know it, it is it's it's bonkers but uh driver does a great job gerwig does a great job you know like best is uh it's a movie that would seem to be about all these big things this airborne toxic event the the the, the psycho drug that uh, bob that babette has taken and these would all be their own plot points and carry the weight of a plot through most other kind of movies sure but these really aren't they're kind of backward ideas because it's really a, a movie about this family mm-hmm 
<laughs> and their dynamics and their conversations. So again, you're going to lose some in translation. I think in the book there's, because uh, the kids are from, you know, this is their fourth marriage for right. the, for um, the Jack and for Bavette. And they got kids from a couple different marriages, but this it's really a story about this blended family and how they deal with stuff. And mm-hmm. there's this crazy airborne toxic event going on, but hey, whatever. We're going to have these weird conversations in the car and in the camps about it and right. other stuff instead. I, I initially had really, really mixed feelings about this film. Yeah. I thought, now I did fall asleep through part of it, right? And part of that was I thought it was a little slow and long in parts, right? I thought it yeah. was a really long in the tooth sometimes. Yeah. There was a lot of kind of this drawn out dialogue scenes, right? And then I really thought that it was inconsistent in tone a lot of the time too. I mean, and, and once it got over, Lindsay goes, this movie has no idea what it is. It's funny <laughs> and then it's scary yeah, and then it's really dark and then it gets funny again and then it becomes very dramatic and sad and then gets very dark and violent for a little bit mm-hmm. and then it's funny. Yeah, You know, I mean, it's so all over the place. Yeah, totally fair. And once she brought that up, I think it started to like kind of like turn, turn me around on it that I started to get it a little yeah. bit more, right? I started to understand a little bit more, I think, what this film wanted me to get. And I've thought about it nonstop for three or four days now yeah. since I've watched through it in, t- in its entirety. Yeah. I've, I, I can't stop thinking about it. I mean, I really, really enjoyed certain parts of this film yeah. um, and not all of it. Like I said, I, d- I don't think it's perfect. And, and there were a couple parts. I think it's probably 20, 25 minutes too long in some parts, but it's really left an impression on me. Yeah. I mean, really left an impression on me in that there are certain lines, certain scenes that I can't get out of my head that I think are just perfect and and most of that carried on the back of Adam Driver. Adam Driver is one of these actors that I don't want to love because I feel like he's everywhere, right? Oh, he's having his moment right now. They did it with Miles Teller where I was like, I like Miles Teller until I didn't because he was all over the place. I liked Chris Pratt until I didn't because he was it just, they oversaturated the market with Chris Pratt and I keep feeling like I should be there with Adam Driver because he's all over the place and I'm not. Maybe we're two movies away from that, right? Doesn't he have that 65 coming out in like two months that movie looks so stupid are you gonna go see that (laughs) oh of course but it'll be like a fun stupid that movie looks awful yeah yeah somebody texted me when the trailer came out (laughs) Devin. yeah text me and he's like this movie looks tight and i'm like you are so stupid this movie looks awful i mean anyways anyways he everybody gets a few awful movies even the best get a few awful movies i think daniel day lewis has some awful movies we could talk about that another day i think what's that what's that oil one there will be blood Yeah, yeah that movie sucks so bad and it's so good it's it's an amazing movie and it sucks so bad i'll never watch it again that movie sucks anyways i'm getting i'm I'm, besides the point i i do think it's too long i do think it it's very inconsistent but the more i thought about all that stuff i think the more i really loved it at the risk of sounding overly pretentious and i swear i say this at least twice a week in my high school classes when i'm talking to them too and there's like movies that are meant to be popcorn entertainment and that's not bad mouthing them because i love a oh sure popcorn like and we go watch them oh yeah and there's i think there's plenty of depth to some of the marvel stuff in 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 their own way uh-huh. of course that's you know love of the material talking too but this is definitely not like a popcorn entertainment movie this is a movie that like hey if you're gonna yeah if you're gonna go for the ride we're trying to take you on you're gonna have to pay attention and not watch in the afternoon and doze off for half an hour or whatever the case but you're gonna have to pay attention and we we got some stuff to share with you and we got some stuff we're trying to get across but it's a movie that kind of demands your attention right you no know, a tarantino way you know pulp sure, his sure. movies you know if you're casually watching this this isn't a casual watch right movies like all right i gotta i'm gonna focus in for a couple hours 
I, that's, uh, a, that, that's a compliment. That's like a good thing. Have you have you ever been to Omega Mart? It's the, no, the art installation the, yeah, yeah, downtown, yeah, yeah. Meow Wolf, right? Watch some of this stuff online. and Yeah. And and I, I doubt most of the listeners have been to Omega Mart. Omega Mart is this very strange art installation uh, in kind of off the strip in Las Vegas that is supposed to be a grocery store, a supermarket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you go in and everything looks like a supermarket. It just looks like a supermarket. There are workers walking around mm-hmm. and you can like touch all the items in the store. Right. But the more you pay attention, the more weird things yeah. get. Right. And you feel like you're somewhere so normal. Right. Yeah. You're somewhere that's familiar to you. But the more you pay attention, the more you start reading labels on things, the more you interact with the customers. And then it, it turns yeah. into this whole very strange story that plot through it, yeah. the weirder everything gets that. I really had a oh, similar yeah. feeling watching White Noise as I did when Lindsay and I went to Omega Mart. Um, it's nor. I mean, you you recognize this world. There is a there is a mom and a dad and four kids that yeah. live in this house and one has a job at a university the other teaches night classes and they're struggling with like you know existential dread right yeah we both fear death but everything else going on around them is absolutely bizarre yeah and no one pays attention to it yeah right this this huge airborne toxic event that everybody just writes off at the end yeah right at, well, i mean not even at the end i mean a third of the way into the movie, it's done. Yep. And we move on. And we move on and we're done. Right. There is a scene where they are floating down a river in their car <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. kids are in the back arguing and Adam Driver's character, Jack, right? That's his yeah, name. Yeah. Jack. Jack says, well, as somebody pay attention to the situation that we're in right now, you know, he's yeah. like, wait a second. Like we're floating down a river, yeah. you know, and, and these weird scenarios that just happen over and over throughout this movie that nobody questions. Yeah. He's a, he's a Hitler. Hit professor of Hitler studies. Professor he's the... of Hitler studies, a field that he created. Yeah. Right. And he's the foremost world expert of Hitler studies. While his best friend that works at the university is an expert on Elvis. Yeah. And teaches a class about car, Elvis's life. And car crashes. Like and he had car, a whole thing. Oh car my gosh, the, the car the crashes, yeah. right? And and people are like taking notes and listening so intently, yeah. right? And and I think you could like nitpick all of the little things that they're trying to point out, like you know, like university education yeah. or uh how the world reacts to a huge pandemic type event, right? Yep. Which we are familiar with. Oh, especially goofy with the timings because they're wearing the, the face coverings oh, and yeah. stuff. And yeah. He makes a point of saying, Well, our daughter finally took the face covering off after the airborne event and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is uh, part of the plot. Right. It's also good timing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's finally like at the like you said, at the end of the day, it boils down to like the relationships that they have with each other, right? Yeah. And those feel incredibly real yeah. in this world that feels incredibly goofy. Yeah, these uh hyper intelligent children. The, the the river scene when Heinrich was the one, you know, the car gets in turn the car off and then they get turned around at the right point turn it on right now for yeah, the yeah, gas yeah. and he's the one who kind of navigates him out and stuff and then the the daughter who suspects something's going on with the mom because jack's kind of something's not right with her but this is just how baba is right right she'll be fine i was like no she's taking these weird little pills and the hyper intelligent kids yeah very it's and again it all just kind of plays into the film in a very yeah. very weird but normal way that you don't even realize too as you're watching the film until you start to think about like all these weird things that are just yeah. going on this he asks you know uh, Don Cheadle's character, yeah. Murray. Yep. Who is fantastic, by the way. Don He's Cheadle great. in this movie cracks me up. Yeah. Also, He's got some great lines. Andre 3000 in the movie for just a couple yeah. scenes, just to be funky it's a couple like times. Six lines or yeah. something, but it's all cool. Very fun. Uh, Murray's character invites Jack into one of his lectures to try to win people onto his side about motherhood with Elvis, right? And the importance of dogs and stuff. Like, I mean, it's this weird thing that he's trying to prove. Dude, and the, the way they like conduct that lecture is just bonkers. It's insane. I think he's like, he's trying to, I want to be the Elvis guy at our school. So 
if yeah. you come up because everyone knows you because you're this premier person if you come in that'll give me some weight and then jack just starts riffing on hitler yeah and then he'll say a couple lines and walk around <laughs> the kids are watching him and then everybody starts rushing in from the hallway like oh they've got these two it's like a rap battle almost exactly. you know but they're just lecturing yeah it's the way they play that's just hilarious it's so funny it's so funny to watch but funny in like a i mean very understated way the more yeah. you, the more you watch it the more you pay attention to the actions of the people right and what they're actually saying very strange yeah very strange uh she teaches the night classes on drinking and eating yeah right i mean it's just very funny remember stuff. That in the book too she teaches like just real weird classes yeah. it's uh it's almost like this is it's a you're saying this is like a recognizable world but there's something off about it i feel like this is like three or four multiverses removed from ours or something right like exactly that, yeah nobody's gonna have a lecturer on hitler's no university's gonna have a exactly, Hitler studies yeah. program but was was it college on the hill yeah college on the hill right or university on the hill <laughs> yeah. right yeah that they have one like oh, okay yeah we're gonna and they host a hitler conference yeah, too, yeah right um and he doesn't speak any german nope. i mean it's just so so funny um but like i said i i think outside of all of these very very absurd things what sold me on this movie entirely was greta gerwig and adam driver their relationship yeah. that this husband and wife have that is I, I mean it just feels very real but feels very affectionate right i mean yeah. very emotionally tied to each other they get into a conversation at one point where they're one up in each other about how miserable they would be if the other one died yeah, yeah you yeah. know and it's a very cute yeah. a very cute conversation and i liked that i mean that's what that's what i really start yeah. to get pulled into the to the movie but right at the end and i'm and this is some some part of a spoiler and i think it's i also think i was talking to a friend about it today um i i think it's a weird line to get hung up on but i've been thinking about it for four days now and yeah. I, I can't get this one line out of my head but they go through some turmoil and as the plot of the movie right and jack you know yeah. acts out in certain ways and at yeah. the towards the end of the movie they're laying in beds and they're holding hands that act three part right after yeah. i mean right at the end yeah. right at the end okay yeah yeah they're holding hands and Jack is kind of apologizing to Babette for certain things that he's done. And he says to her, he goes, one time I almost asked you to wear leg warmers yeah. when we made love. And right there, I think that what the line that comes next could have been anything, right? It could have been shock. It could have been disgust. It could have been surprise. But the way that Babette replies to him, she goes, uh, she's taken aback a little bit. And she goes, well, why didn't you? It was, it, and, and it's so, it's so small. It's yeah. so small. But watching how Greta Gerwig throws that line in, in a way that she was so so willing to make him happy, yeah. right? That her happy, that his happiness was so integral to his happiness or, or vice versa. His yeah. happiness, so integral to her happiness. I was, I mean, floored yeah. by just how she delivers, how she delivers that line. And mm -hmm. the camera doesn't stop on her. There's no pause for that line at all. In fact, the conversation continues right after, but that line, how she delivers that, I can't get that out of my mind. It uh, harkens, they had a earlier scene where they're, you know, getting in bed and they're, you know, nothing crazy or frisky depicting right. the movie at all, but you know, they're, <laughs> They're being a little kissy in there. Um, but it, it harkens back to some moments there too. Well, you know, what do you want to do? And I just want to make you happy. No, but I'm here to make you happy. Yes, yes, yes. You'll make me happy by allowing me to make you happy. And it, right. that whole, that it's so, I want to say cute, but it, it's very, it's very tender. It's, it's very incredibly tender, yeah. incredibly, incredibly affectionate in a way that I think that marriage should be, you yeah. know? And, and if Noah Baumbach does anything right, I think it's his portrayal of marriage and affection and love. And you said you're not like super familiar with Baumbach. I looked over his stuff and I recognize like a, a 
marriage story. Like now, did you with, watch a marriage story? No, but I, like, I heard of it. That's about it. And it's been like, ah, one of these days I need to, I need to watch his stuff. So I, right. Uh, he's a lot of his movies have been like really well received, right? Mm-hmm. Francis yeah, Ha yeah. was nominated for Oscars. Marriage Story was nominated. Yeah. I want to say Adam Driver was at least nominated, if not one. I can't recall entirely. Should have won. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage you if you've not watched Marriage Story, absolutely watch Marriage Story. It's phenomenal in every way. And I may never watch it again because it's wildly heartbreaking. Oh, okay. It's all about divorce. I mean, yeah. it's, it's yeah. Scarlett Johansson and Adam yep. Driver getting a divorce. That's the entirety of the movie. Um, But watching the two of them go at it, I think that Scarlett Johansson is one of the best actresses on the planet. Yeah. Um, And I'm going to, again, hate mail. <laughs> the hate mail comes in when I say things like this, but I do. I think she's yeah. phenomenal and I think she's always been phenomenal. Um, But he, he nails human emotion just very, very perfectly. Yeah. I, I don't know if it comes across in the book this way, but he also wrote the script helped write the script for this movie and i think that his scripts and this movie entirely almost lives and dies on the dialogue oh yeah uh the dialogue and it did for marriage story and he's also worked with wes anderson a lot which mm-hmm. wes anderson is one of my favorite probably my favorite director overall yeah uh which makes me sound very artsy fartsy and pretentious <laughs> because i understand that his movies are artsy fartsy and pretentious yeah. but they're also fantastic yeah. they're fin- i love not all of his movies but almost all of his movies well, the dialogue's great and that's the the crazy thing that uh, gets and it feeds into some of the absurdity of the film um there's scenes where the whole family's in the kitchen early on in the movie and there's like four different conversations going on and the camera yes. kind of the camera kind of pans around to each of them and you can follow those conversations because we've all had that sort of stuff in your house you know you have more than two people in your house right. there's a couple of side things going on and you're all kind of aware that you know these two kids are talking about this thing together and then there's another conversation on the table with this a very just... orderly chaos yeah, yeah yeah that's a good way to put it yeah but that's uh that's that's a strength something like that could get really 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 messy and in here it doesn't right it just it, it feeds into the kind of craziness of all the stuff and especially what the kids are talking about because heinrich's you know super smart right right i i did not know this was a noah bombach movie before starting it and about 45 minutes in i pulled my phone out because i was like this feels so wes anderson-y yeah. in so many spots in not a wes anderson way but the dialogue mostly yeah and sure enough you know noah bombach and i i it's the writing it is it's yeah. it's how the characters speak to each other and it's and it's not even always very realistic speech right i I mean, there are some really like I talked about that, that Hitler and Elvis kind of lecture battle they get into oh, with each other. Yeah. It's so absurd. It's so bananas. But then there's other moments where Murray and Jack are walking through the grocery store, this weird grocery store that they're yeah. in, which is hilarious if you pay attention to the announcer at yeah. all times. Oh, yeah. Who's just saying things sometimes. There's one part where he's naming off different dish detergents yeah. in the background. No prices. Yeah. Not telling anyone to do anything. Just listing them. One point says, uh, disregard that last announcement and then, no, regard it. Yeah, never mind, regard. Like yeah. yeah, but there's a conversation between the two of them as they walk around where he says, "How are, how's Babette doing since the airborne yeah. event? And Jack kind of gets into an explanation of it. And in the middle of his sentence, Murray goes, and the kids? And Jack, without missing a beat, starts talking about the kids yeah. now. And that was a very real conversation to yeah. me, how people interrupt each other that yeah. they don't in movies, right? Yeah. But you and I have in this conversation yeah. right here a yeah. couple times, just like Murray and Jack did there. There's a very, very unique quality to oh, those yeah. conversations and writing that I think, again, carried this film for me entirely. Yeah, it makes it super real. There's a... Yeah, cause he talked about some big stuff in there too. Like I remember, like that was one of the things I was rewatching right. today, and there's just like some good lines in there too. Um, but the supermarket is a waiting place; it recharges us spiritually. Yeah, because they keep coming back to the supermarket. Do you notice too, like the look of the supermarket? Everything's perfectly faced. I oh yeah. In, I worked in a grocery store for a few months back in college, and having all the labels turned out, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it looks every single eye you looked on everything's like 100% perfect, full. And I and I hate bringing up the Omega Mart comparison, yeah. but I mean that oh, yeah, yeah. supermarket. And there's real there's real 
items. It's like Raisin Bran and, yeah, you know, stuff on the shelves. But it feels very Omega Marty, yeah. especially with the guy over the... And then the final scene, which is just... Or the, the <laughs> ending credits yeah. is a beautiful scene. And I'm not going to spoil that for anybody that hasn't watched it yet. But I think this is the best ending credits I've seen in a long, long time. Um, It's just a, it's just a good movie, man. spoilery to say it uh, a little like the intro to Peacemaker or something? It's like, the only thing what the that heck? can be cared about. Yeah. It, it's, it felt very Peacemaker-y. I think Peacemaker does it a little better. Yeah. But this was a really, really oh, good, yeah. a really good send off to they, this otherwise so bananas bizarre movie. Committed to it. They committed to the bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. It's so fantastic yeah. to watch. So fun to watch. Man, I really liked this movie. And I, I have told people about it a few times where I'm like, I think you should watch White Noise. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, that's OK. Like you yeah. may hate it. Yeah. And I think that there is a huge like pocket of the population of this country that may watch this movie and hate it entirely. Yeah. And I get it a little. I like if they get it, I'm like, if, if, if they don't get it, if they don't yeah. like it. OK, yeah, that's fine for me. The more I think about it, the more I like it. It's like I think it's going to be one that I rewatch a couple times. And and I do that with Wes Anderson. And knowing that I love Wes Anderson movies, right? Whenever I watch one, I rewatch it again in a couple days yeah. because I know the more I listen, the more I pay attention, the more I'm going to like it. And I think this is going to be one of those for me where yeah. I'll rewatch it occasionally just to kind of pick up more out of it. What's well, kind of the fun with like studying literature and film and stuff? Like there's so many ways you can always stuff. something else to see. I've been and, teaching Frankenstein yeah. for like 16 years and there's always something different you can pull out of it. And yeah. I like that about it. Like Macbeth, there's so much different stuff you can pull out of it. Something like this, like it'll it'll reward repeat yeah. viewings. Yeah. So what is it? What is this movie about to you? Right. To me? Yeah. Like what are you trying? What are you? I'm t- it's it, man, this is personal. Look at this. It, I think and Lindsay's been on this show. Lindsay is by far the most common co-host that I've got. Mm-hmm. But Lindsay is a, a very, very important piece of my life. Yeah. Right. I text her the day after we watched this movie and I said, I'm pretty positive I want to die before you, you know, <laughs> because I don't think I could do it without her. Yeah. You know, um, and and Lindsay's a very funny individual too, where she doesn't. Here's a here's another movie uh, another movie reference here. Have you seen uh About Time? Oh, you gotta what's watch. His, it. No, no. What's his uh? What's his Donald name? Gleason? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I have. There's a quote from the beginning of that movie where he moves in with his roommate, his his grumpy old roommate, and he sees a picture of his ex wife, and he goes, "A lot of people don't like her at first. He goes, but you'll soon realize that she's the most wonderful creature on the planet. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I feel about Lindsay. I'm like I'm like <laughs> she may rub you wrong at first because she sometimes like just doesn't care what she says in front of people, yeah. doesn't care what other people think, right, but you'll cool. soon come to realize that she's just the most phenomenal person on the planet that's exactly how i feel about her right and i feel like this movie more than maybe any other movie i've seen understood mine and Lindsay's relationship like we mess up and we get frustrated with each Mm. other but we would be totally lost without each other or at least me lost without her i can't speak for her there but uh that's that's that's, i think that's what i pulled out of this movie that's really deep that's really i know isn't that that weird i was going for that i'm sorry (laughs) jeez louise but it is it's that that whole family dynamic stuff when i had a reddit for that class a while ago it's you know i think the you know the, the the title the white noise you know it's the white noise isn't the little dopey crap in the background this is a story about this family and the absurdity comes from the white noise in the background is these massive yeah crazy events and it boils down to just the two and of it, them but it's really the just this yeah. family yeah and that's kind of you don't see that too often it's kind of neat i mean you obviously see families dealing with crazy stuff in movies but the focus of the families is dealing with you know godzilla smashing stuff up or right. what have you and this is you know no this is just our routine life and this airborne event's over cool I'm going to get ready for my Hitler conference. Yep. You guys want to come in <laughs> Gotta and dress up and watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, everything we talk about on the media files, we do give a very stupid, utterly arbitrary rating to. Dave, how do you arbitrarily rate white noise? Oh, man. I was trying to think of something.
something good for this too. Didn't have, and I, I struggled to come up with something good. Gotha, I got nothing. You got nothing. I got nothing. Nine, nine, nine confused, nine confused. Uh, yeah, high school students trying to read this book. Perfect. <laughs> it's horrible. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, it's such a strange movie. Yeah, it's so strange. Uh, another quote. I won't. I won't give the quote, but a quote that I did enjoy right from the end of the movie. Um, but I, I rate this movie. Um, we are uh, fragile creatures surrounded by seven point five out of ten hard truths violent truths i think is what she says yeah great it's just and again i think there's you know watching the movie there's just so much going on and they're just fragile creatures surrounded by a bunch of tough stuff all the yeah. time and and uh man i like it there's some I don't gems know. in here I don't know. it's a quotable movie i want to know there's like i want to talk to every uh, there's so many quotes in this like movie all that the you stuff can pull about the, out. at the very beginning don Cheadle's he's doing his lecture on car crashes you know it's uh it's like an american pastime yeah and they they're they're fun and they're hopeful or whatever he says about that like that's, yeah yeah, you know, yeah. You're getting everyone is better than the last right yeah. <laughs> Then he, when he meets up with them later, he's like, oh, weren't you supposed to go back to New York? I watch another movie about car crashes and stuff. And oh, it's so good, man. Yeah. So good. Well, I do want to know what everybody else thinks about this movie. I could probably talk about this movie for another two hours because I do have so many thoughts on it. And I keep thinking about it and I keep getting new thoughts about it. So reach out to us with what you thought about White Noise. But that's all the time we got for this week. We want to thank you for sticking around to the end of The Media Files. And thank you again, Dave, for taking I'm the time and being so here. So happy ass. Thanks, man. The Media Files is provided by RPGera.com. Technical assistance is provided by Brian and the producers are Jacksack and Zanku. I'm on Instagram at Brewstuff. That's at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H or at the RPG Era Discord with the link in the show description. Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to. And until next time, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. Yeah.